Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Victor Schiller. I'm your host of the Quantum Communicator, and I'm really glad you're here joining me today. And today we're going to have a fantastic conversation about the power of music and sound. And whether you realize it or not, the power of music and sound has been known for thousands of years. And as a matter of fact, the power of sound and music is so profound that many have kept it a secret so that this information cannot be used for harmful or negative purposes. However, with the knowledge of how to use sound, a person can better connect with themselves and others and use it to heal physically or mentally and spiritually. And that's why I'm so delighted to be joined today by an expert on the topic of sound healing. Her name is Jill Matson, and she's an author, she's an artist, a musician, and she's a widely recognized expert and composer in the emerging field of sound healing. She's written four books and produced seven CDs that combine intricate sound healing techniques with her own award-winning musical composition. And Jill draws on her extensive research of modern sound healing, and she has a 20-plus year study of ancient civilizations and secret societies in music and lectures and workshops and writings. She's a fantastic resource and a wealth of information about sound healing. And so during this interview... What we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the basics of sound, how sound can affect us, how sound is so powerful, how it can affect other people, how our voices can have an impact on our own feelings and on our own feelings of self-worth and how we feel about ourselves, how our voices can have an effect on our own health, how it can have an effect on our relationships with other people, and, and also... Uh, so many other areas of life. This was a fantastic interview, and I want to share it with you today. So without further ado, here's my interview with sound healing expert, Jill Matson. Jill, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it, and thank you for joining me. I'm delighted to be able to share all about sound and music and words. That's fantastic, and, and uh, as I had told you before we, we started our interview today, I was so enthralled by this this topic because um, I know, but I but I know from a very very um, non-informed standpoint how important tone and pitch is in in the the conversations we have and the way we we talk to people and and how how powerful music can be uh, and what powerful effect music can have on people. And so when I when I came across you, I, I thought this is just fantastic, and this is just phenomenal, and this is an area that a lot of people don't know about, and I think it would really help a lot of people to find out a little bit more about about this this general idea of of how sound and tone and 
and pitch and resonance can all can all affect us and, and can really tell us a lot about about each other. Would you mind taking a few moments to tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and and how you help people? What is your what is your work and, and what is your mission in all all of this that you do? I am healing the world with my music and my written words. And deep, deep, deep in my heart, I'm a musician. Um, Like every inch of me sings or plays an instrument. Um, I'm also, I have a lot of psychic skills, so sometimes I will simply hear music, and I almost feel like it's cosmic plagiarism. I'm just jotting it down like a secretary. (laughs) But um, anyway, I guess I get credit even though I'm not sure it's deserved. So it's my journey started um, on a spiritual quest when I was searching for, um, actually through the Bible, I was unhappy with the Old Testament, and so I went into the um, Serpentine and then the Kabbalists and then in Samaria and Egypt and China, and I went on this 25-year journey looking at everybody throughout time, the version of God, and I'm, I'm looking for the best and the highest. Anyway, as I'm doing this, um, I discover that ancient people are using music to regrow a limb, to double their crop yield. They're using it as a weapon. They're using it to create a romantic relationship or to improve their sales. They're using sound and music um, as a tool for everything. And it's just like, I, I don't know, my hair just stood on end. I would get so excited because it somehow run through to me. And if I could sum up all that I've learned, I would say this. Well, first of all, even before I do that, ancient man hid this knowledge because sound is an energy source that impacts us so much more than we understand. And they were aware that it can be used to bless and to uplift and enhance, or it can be used to kill, to make a servitude, Um, all kinds of nasty things. So they hid it, and it was fairly well secret. Only people that were in their, you know, the club, the mystery school, you know, you had to be accepted, based um, in part on your values, so that they wouldn't give you this information if they thought you would selfishly use it for your own ends or or hurt another. Um, Sound can be used to kill, to maim, for example. Hitler was into this in another example. So it was very hard to find. But, you know, I spent 25 years going all over the globe and studying everybody from ancient China to all kinds of lore and stories about Atlantis to South America, um, Samaria, Babylonia, all over. And I think I can break it down into what I do, which is what they do, very simply. And it all boils down to science. It's the law of sympathetic resonance. And that is if I have a violin on my right hand and I play an A string, that violin on my left hand, that A string's going to play. You don't touch it. It's just sitting there all by itself, and all of a sudden it'll start to sing. So the law, the scientific law, is that a frequency in close proximity, if the sound can, you know, um, touch because it's nearby, energy transfers. And it just seems kind of simple, but we all know music makes us feel. Makes us feel. So any type of emotion you have is a 
um, repeatable frequency. Feeling like you're ready to go and ready to jump into action is the musical note of C. Feeling abundant and healthy is the musical note of F. And ancient man knew this very, very carefully. And it also relates to your brain waves. They're cycles per second, alpha, beta, theta, delta. So, and it also relates to your organs. I have a new CD out, just hot off the press, with an ancient method of tuning your organs. It literally has the sounds of each organ in your body, and it teaches you how to connect, communicate, and share energy to keep them healthy. Ancient idea. So, with sound, you can do everything. Think of um, them using sound to blast your kidney stones, for example. Or if you worry, you can have an ulcer bore a hole right in your tummy. Mm -hmm. And what ancient man did was they made science of it. And I do that in my secret sounds book. I work with um, Sherry Edwards in this case. And we go through the science of converting everything in your voice to everything in your body. On the, on the realm of everything that's out of tune for your physical body, your health. But you can also take a look at your emotional habits and your unconscious emotional habits. Whoa. And yeah. others. And others. And actually you can see certain tones that will attract you to people. So you can start to work with um, modulating your voice to create attraction um, or to manage relationships and take a look at people, other people's subconscious energy and values. Your voice is a um, fingerprint. And much like, um, you know, we have a crystal in the window, and the sun goes through and breaks out into like a component rainbow. It's the same with your voice. You, the, you can use software, take your voice, break it out, and look at the pitch of everything in your body. That's and then cool. you can... Yeah, you can see what's standard. So if you have diabetes or this or that, you can say, ah, this frequency, this tone. And if you listen to those tones, you absorb sound. Hmm. Oh, God, how cool is that? That is cool. That is cool. That's really neat. And there are a million things that are coming at me, you know, as you're saying this, and applications and, and just, you know, thinking of two different ways, how, how I can, how I can, how I can utilize my knowledge of sound to to connect better with people, but also, you know, uh, when we communicate and we connect with people, it's about listening too, and it's about about listening to the other person. And sometimes we we have a lot of issues and a lot of problems that arise because we we try to listen to people, but we're not hearing what they're trying to say. So if you don't mind, I'd like to kind of move over into into that realm for just a little mm-hmm. bit and mm-hmm. and talk about. Um, how how we communicate and how we talk to each other and and the 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 pitches of our of our voice and and so forth and and I'm, I'm thinking of two things. Um, number one, let's say someone's angry, and and we can obviously pick up what that anger is by by the the inflections in the voice and and the way that they're speaking to us, but also maybe maybe. Maybe there, there's this, this part of us that has learned or been conditioned to communicate with certain pitches and certain tones to, to get across something. So I'm thinking, for example, as a parent, when my child's not listening to me, you know, my voice changes when, when I'm yeah. trying to make it very clear that I want them to listen to me. So, so that's mm-hmm. number one. And then number two is, can we use that information in a, in a very user-friendly, practical way 
that anybody listening to our conversation today is going to be able to walk away and say, oh, I just learned that one little tip, and now I can listen for that so I can, I can, I can listen to people a little bit better and maybe get to the bottom of what they're trying to tell me. So would, would you mind sure. if we, we go into that kind of uh, <laughs> okay. conversation, or at least on that tangent, for a little bit? That sounds cool. Okay, we'll start with listening. Um, hello. 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 Now, I just used a word, and we believe that words are our um, content for our communication. But in those three examples, I used the word hello. I communicated three different messages, and none of them were hello, and you knew what they all meant. Sure. So... In ancient times, they they um, it was like um, you almost wouldn't want to use the actual word because it's it's like a thumbnail and or a cliff note. You know, you get just the highlights, but you ri- you miss the rich complexity of the whole message. And really, the whole message is what listening is all about. And Deep within all those different tones, people can't help it. No matter how much they try to lie or hide things, it's all in their voice. So um, when when you listen, you you really need to absorb the the whole amount of sound, and you can kind of get little habits of different people. For example, if you if you um, break a voice into component pitches and someone's lying, um, they're not going to have the pitches A sharp and E. You know, so you can take it a science way, which probably most people aren't interested in. But you can also just take it a very practical way. Um, for example, when people aren't telling the truth, they will um, kind of muffle the sounds in their mouth. It's kind of like you're going to burp. You know, you don't want to do it out in public real loud. You know, you kind of swallow it. And mm-hmm. that's what they do when they lie. You kind of talk like this. You suck in that word or you flatten out the pitch. There's no high, there's no... It's like people are sneaking it at you without you to notice. So they're, it's trying to be as innocuous as possible. And so that's a very useful application. But even greater than that, I find, is just that the issue of someone lying or not is, is like the tip of the iceberg again. The bigger tip when you're listening is the conscious mind versus the unconscious mind. Because most of us, our feelings and thoughts are in the unconscious mind. And I like the work of um, an Australian, David Oates. Um, in the 80s, he was um, he had a tape deck and by, it was broken, and he was lazy, and it was playing. And he noted that in reverse speech, at certain speeds, you have words in reverse speech. And he spent his whole life, and he's got a bunch of books out on it. But if you take the voice down a few pitches and reverse it, you'll find that you have messages, and they might be uh, past hurts. Someone has hurt you, they haven't let that go. You're still nursing it, even though you might say, I'm fine. Um, you might have some of your bottom lines. Maybe maybe a tragedy from childhood keeps playing. But there's all kinds of things that you have shoved away that are influencing you. And those things, whether you bother to take the time to take your voice down and reverse it or even just get intuitive and start to listen to a voice and just say to yourself, what does that feel like? 
and you're going to start to get the bigger messages of what a person's saying. And it's also really good to listen to your own voice. Sometimes when I say something and it doesn't ring true to me, my name is Frank. See all the deep tones? They dropped out because it's not true to me. So um, I think the biggest tool for me is to listen to my own voice and um, start to listen to my own truths. And I can do it very quite scientifically. As I said, there's numerous methods. But really, I think just paying attention and understanding that the greater message is in the energy, conscious and unconscious, that is completely holographically reflected in that voice. We just don't pay attention. I don't know. Does that somewhat help? Yes, it does. For the listening? We're just talking the listening part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, Um, It's a real hands-on kind of a way to think of it. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's great. That's very helpful. That's very helpful. Um, And and related to that um, is uh, do – have have you, in your your opinion – Based on what you what you've come to know, do you believe that that people? It's it's getting kind of complicated and kind of cooking it up. But with, um, I'm thinking about a child who listens to a parent talk to them in a certain way, with a certain number of tones uh, through a certain number of years of their lifetime, and they, you know, do does this get passed on to children? Do children uh, pick up yes. on these this this, yes. this pattern? And then does that have an effect on their their health, their well-being, their life. I mean, how does how does this impact them then? Wow, very insightful, very insightful. Um, I'm going to tell you a fable that I read about. There's a lot of stuff coming from Atlantis out of coming out of Central America and South America as we're beginning to interpret those kind of glyphs and stuff for. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a fable. Okay. But forget the fact, fable, or whether you believe it or not. Just see if it things true. Um, In the times of Atlantis, they believed that the person incarnating picks their name. The reason why they pick their name is because it's an energy holograph. It's a signature blueprint. It's a sound. You're going to hear your whole life. And not only are you going to hear others say it, but you're going to hear yourself say, my name is Jill. Jill. And so how does that sound, Jill, affect who I am? And it does quite a bit. And so this is, again, the ancient idea that within your name comes your um, most important gift, which is what is the most important thing for you to do with your life? What's your life purpose? What are you going to do that's going to work out the best for you and blessing the whole world? That's what the ancients believed was encoded in the sounds of your name. So then with that belief, if a parent were to go, Jill, you're a bad girl, and, and or Jill, you know, all those kind of ugly ways of saying my name or Jill when you're angry. Mm-hmm. People ingest sound. So if I fill up with a negative, ugly sound, um, if you will, clouding my life purpose, my blueprint, my essence, how do you think that impacts me? If I hear that over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and listen to most people when they introduce themselves, here's an example. I'm Jill. 
like, <laughs> you know, would you please like me? I'm, I'm, maybe I'm here, maybe I'm not. You sure, know, it's sure, like sure. I can't even say my name without questions. Yeah. And, and you know, you, that's very, very common. And so um, you cannot... Um, you cannot speak with someone without them ingesting your energy. Now, here's another example. Okay, um, let me think. Um, in this voice, I am going to tell you what I need to do or am doing, and I don't expect you to interfere. Fair enough? Sure. However, if I speak in this voice, it's much dreamier. And I'm probably giving you dreams, ideas, and they're certainly malleable. I'm willing to have suggestions and conversation in this voice. Mm-hmm. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to say, hey, that's a cool idea. What do you think about this with the second voice? Much more so. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I'm suggesting is, forget the words, the energy that we encode our words with is a far more potent form of communication than the actual words. Like let's say you're angry and you're screaming at me. All right. And I say, forget my words. I'm listening to the content of the quality of the voice. Oh, I see you're angry. I can understand that you're angry. And if I keep going on in this voice, I mean, I could even call you a jerk. But it's pretty hard to maintain your anger in this kind of watery voice. Fair enough? Sure. And so we can say things like if a woman is being abused, she can simply learn to change her voice quality and start to set boundaries. And it's it's not as scary. Sure. You know, That's so really you cool. so yeah, there's so much that you you can be the blessing as you walk down the street and speak to people by simply sure. paying attention to what you hear in their voice and then being what they need to balance. For example, if someone's sick, I don't feel good. Oh, I'm sure you'll be feeling better soon. It's a really good way to respond. If someone says, I'm frightened, you are going to be okay. Put that strength and power in your voice. Your voice, forget the words, will be something that other person ingests. You know what I'm noticing, what I'm noticing, Jill, when, I, when I'm hearing these different examples that you're giving, is that it seems like the 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 fluctuation in tone is is varying. So when you're when mm-hmm. you are when you're providing that very steady, uh, not there's not a lot of fluctuation in tone. That's a very it seems like a very absolute of uh, like like a like a pillar like like strength. Mm-hmm. Or, or, mm-hmm. or it might be um, intimidation. You know, you use that mm-hmm. example. But what I'm sensing is there's not a lot of there's not a lot of variance in in the pitch that you're giving. But then when when you are using a lot of 
you're using this broad spectrum of tones in your voice that seems to, in some cases, open it up to to uh, being more communicative, being more understanding. But I've also noticed that there's also, depending on how it's used, the fluctuation in tones and, and the, the more of that spectrum of the tones that you're using can also portray someone as being weak or vulnerable. Well, every tone in your voice can be used like in a positive or negative manifestation. Uh-huh. You know, as you so astutely pointed out, you know, you can be strong and not let someone take advantage of you, or you could intimidate with the same voice. So your intent is really important, and obviously, you know, you wouldn't want to use the negative um, intent. So, sure. and, and I would suggest, too, that, that, that the deeper tones tend to add stability and physical strength and health. Where it's as you start to go up, it's almost like your your voice um, mimics your chakras. So, like your you, if you have the real deep bass tone, you're very rooted, grounded, and solid. And then as you go up in the sacral chakra, so a little um, suggestive, going up into the um, the chakra where or the yellow chakra, um, with great confidence into the heart where you're very loving into the throat where you can speak to an audience and gain their attention, into your third eye where it's very intuitive and dreamy. So that's another way of looking at it is simply um, perhaps using your chakras as a toolbox. So if you if you want to be strong, throw in root chakra energy into your voice. And I have a CD on that. I have a CD that goes into the chakras. It's incredibly powerful. Um, teaching you how to um, power up your chakras with, I think, I just, what I did was I went through each chakra and then I put the tones of the chakra, the rhythms, the harmonics, and then, um, you know, a chakra is associated with the tone, a color which is a pitch, an organ which is a pitch, a crystal which is a pitch, and I put all these tones in the background. It's very powerful. And with a lot of repeats, you you simply memorize that and then you can quickly power up a chakra voice and then you use it as a tool for for what you think needs to happen when you're speaking with someone. That's really Forget cool. The word. That's yeah, really you cool. Do it, you do it subconsciously. Yeah, and you mentioned your, your website a couple times and I want to take a moment to to, to stop here and, and just to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about yourself and and your website and what what you do. So would you mind taking a few moments just to tell us about what your website is, where people can find it, and what kind of things they can find on that website that they can access today, anytime? Okay. Thank you first. Um, at my website, jillswingsoflight.com, I have a half-hour free sound healing music and um, a newsletter and a lot of videos and articles. And with my music, um, and amongst the free sound healing music, I'm using ancient sound patterns that um, people in the antiquity who were clairvoyant could see light up your aura, um, which they would interpret it as you know, making you smarter, more emotionally balanced, and physically healthy. And I put them in the back of my music, so it lights up your aura, meaning it makes it's like a feel-good, healthy on all levels. So I have several of those. And then I have like music with the frequencies associated with vitamins. 
um, collagen, muscles in your face and the neck, pretty much like a spa, kind of tightening appearance-wise. I have them with emotional healing, with um, the ancient Greek catharsis and the frequencies associated with flowers or, or um, virtues. And a virtue is obtained by having a positive emotion often. That's a habit. And you can start to build virtues just by throwing music on in the background when you're doing something else. Um, how cool is that? That's really awesome. Yeah. So anyway, um, all those things are available, and you can listen and, and download the half-hour free music. That's great. That's great. And we'll, we'll before we finish our entire conversation today, we'll come back and we'll we'll make sure that we get that information again one more time because I know when how I heard about you was through an interview that I heard and and then I uh, went and followed, visited your website and I'm on your newsletter and and uh, your mailing list and it's, it's great stuff and your website is is fantastic. So yeah, we'll make sure we come back to that again and I thank you for that. Um, so let's. Let's jump back into what we were talking about with with the voices, and we were talking about how we how we listen to other people and what what we're hearing from people, and we started to get into a little bit about how we how we talk to other people, and and my my interest, my particular interest, is in building connections with people. So so when we com- when we communicate with someone, it's about trying to figure out what it is that that they're not necessarily getting that they're trying that they're trying to get across, and and so. A lot of times uh, in my work, personally, I'm dealing with people who are struggling with someone else who might be labeled as abrasive, or might be argumentative, uh, and and trying to and trying to work with these people. And and you know, I, I'm thinking of a story, uh, and it was something that that you kind of mentioned. Uh, it kind of kind of started talking about that, and and then I just started chuckling to myself because uh, it was actually a, a, a person I had worked with. Who uh, one of the one of the problems that that I was working with with this person was that um, their their peers were saying to this person uh, this is in a this is in a work setting the peers were saying about this person and to this person that this person was not very cooperative and this person didn't like other ideas didn't like other people's ideas and um, and so what was happening is. A lot of people didn't enjoy working with this person. They didn't want to work with this person. They felt intimidated by this person. They felt like this person was was um, shutting down their creativity and all these things. And so I had a conversation with this person, and it was a very interesting conversation because uh, 
uh, through our work together, I was trying to get this person around the corner and trying to help them see things from an alternative point of view. And it was it was very interesting because this person had said to me that they were very, very agreeable, but no matter how they agreed, how much they agreed, they they still were running into the same issue. And it was funny because I was I was as I was talking to talking to this client of mine, it actually came through. And and at one point they said to me, Well, Victor, what do you want me to do? Just just tell me, what do you want me to do? And I just started laughing. Both I didn't laugh out loud to this person, but I was kinda of laughing inside and I did I did come out and say, You know what, this is the problem. You say you're agreeable with your words, but the way you say it, you are not agreeable. You right. may say that you're agreeable, but you're not agreeable. So so in your opinion, with someone like this and who does this sort of thing where where they resist change, they don't want to work well with other people. And and I know what, what the what the deeper need is, the deeper need is is security in their job by being the one who has the information they want to you know, they want to be they want they they, they need to feel that they are valued, they need to feel that they're respected, they need to uh, feel that they are valuable to the organization, so the organization keeps them around, and all these sorts of things, competent, it goes on and on. But what's going on with this person that they they say they're agreeable, but they're really not? What's going on? Okay. Not having heard their voice, I'll give you a couple possibilities. I would suggest, like you said, number one is, the person that needs to be agreeable is themselves. You know, you can come out with the words, but you the energy of agree we all know what it feels like. When you and I agree on something, there's a certain tone and a pitch. You yeah. can put a frequency or cycles per second on that, and it's always that way whenever we feel agreeable. So in order to have harmony in one's voice, to not speak, as Jesus would say, with a forked tongue, you need to say, I'm agreeable, and have the energy of agreement in your voice. And with that person, I'm just guessing here, because I haven't heard them or worked with them, but I I would start with them, is they have to accept themselves. Because another thing is, when you're not agreeable, but you say you are, you put out dissonance, and if you get desperate enough, you also put out neediness. Like, oh, like me, like me, like me. And when you put out that needy, needy, needy stuff, you usually push, push, push people away. So for me, I'm going right into security and pulling the voice right from their solar plexus. I would bet that they do not have this type of confidence in their voice. They don't believe in themselves. So nobody else is either. And it's not on your words, it's in how you speak. Like, um, here's some more examples. Um, what do you think of this suggestion? It's very approachable. How about mm-hmm. this suggestion? It's not approachable. Mm. You know, yeah. so, um, and, and part of that is the second one, I had no energy coming from my um, sacral chakra. Which was um, the second one? Um, the, the the second one, yeah. And okay. because I had no belief in myself, in my energy fields, people subconsciously pick up no belief in me. And when they say I'm not cooperative, they're not even judging me. 
they're simply reacting to my subconscious message that I'm giving them. Huh. I, so you can say, you can even say it in your voice. You can say somehow if you don't believe in yourself, I'm Bob. Well, who's going to like Bob? <laughs> Nobody. And then now Bob can say, poor me, all these people are picking on me. Uh-uh. He's saying, please pick on me. Sure. So you have you have to be your answer. And um, when I look at all these ancient mystery schools, we're talking the ancient Egyptians, Chinese, all over. One of the most important ways for um, spiritual, personal, physical um, improvement is to change your voice. It is really hard. Look at all the people or women in, in abused, battered shelters. They go back and back and be abused and abused. It's very hard to change a personality. It's not that hard to change your voice. It's a matter of repeats. So if you could spend 10, 15 minutes and just start making a habit of changing your voice, you change your world, period. You listen to, get get on the TV and listen to people who are rich. Listen to their voice. It's somewhat different than others. Mm-hmm. They're carrying it within, and they're carrying it within their voice. People want to do business with them. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, I can do a day workshop on using your voice to manifest. And here's another thing. Um, this would be after, see, the person you, the example you gave me, I would say really needs to work on themselves before they worry about someone else buying into themselves. They have to buy into themselves. But after you had gotten to that step, another thing that I saw in antiquity was, it's an idea that's so foreign to us, it's like your voice is like a water pistol. And if you take your water pistol in, like literally a water pistol, and you hit someone squarely in the face versus at an angle from the side, (laughs) you get a little different impact. So they would design their angle of the flow of their speech. And one of the angles, and they would use their intent because they would say that energy follows intent. So like if I have a voice which I'm intending to to bless you, you're going to pick that up in my voice subtly even if you don't consciously. Or if I'm, you know, if I'm going to, you know, have an intent to harm you, maybe you're, um, you know, you're, your spidey antennas go up and go, mm-hmm. So anyway, one of the things they would do is if they wanted to um, be included, they would, with their mind, they would um, create a shape with their voice like in an infinity symbol or the number eight between their voice and up and around through the other person's head. So when they're speaking, they're imagining this infinity symbol or this eight of this energy flowing from them to the other in a very harmonious way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing how powerful that is. That's really cool. Great power. Great power in that. And That's again, cool. these ideas you need to practice because it isn't a radio show, a cool idea. You think about it once and you forget it. It's got to be in your repertoire. You need to spend time on your voice. That's very interesting. So let's just, I don't expect you to to uh, go into a, a deep, deep, deep discussion on this, but just for the average, ordinary person that says, you know what, I want to just 
have a little bit more confidence in myself, a little bit more. Uh, I want a little bit more success in my life. I want. To, I want a little bit more fulfillment in my life. I just just want to feel good. What are some things that you would recommend, um, or even what tools do you have available that you can share with people? Uh, what are some things you could recommend to someone who just has that overall, just generalized type of type of, of um, ambition uh, to, to just make a small change in life where they wake up and feel a little bit better about themselves and better about life in general? What could they start doing with their voice to help them get to that point? Or or isn't there anything that that generally you can? Oh do? yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Um... Alrighty, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a bunch of answers. One might be to find people they really admire and uh-huh. copy their voices. Another might be, um, and again, this is in my Ancient Sounds Modern Healing book, but this is a very ancient um, method that's incredibly powerful. It um, it basically says that we need to have all tones, all frequencies. So, like, if we're going to uh, this is ancient spiritualism, okay? If we're going to ascend, if we're going to go to enlightenment, we need light. We need all the colors of light. We need all of the component colors. So we need to master all of the emotions, all of the colors, all of the frequencies. We need them all. And when you look at the science and you look at my Secret Sounds book, which also has in the back of it um, about five chapters on these ancient methods of modulating your voice for specific benefits but at any rate um, so what they're saying is if you need health you need all the tones in your voice and again back to the secret sounds if you're going to look at your body health and your illnesses your illnesses are going to be from lack of frequencies lack of tones and many people when they try to do like a fire and sign sound or a glissando like um, you'll find that their voice cracks all over the place it does, any yes. place, any place there's a crack, you cannot make a sound that's not in your body. Any place there's a crack or a weakness, that's or a crack or a weakness, frequency widen you. So it's not just an emotional thing that you're working on healing, though you are, but it's also physical and mental. Huh. So um, in my Ancient Sounds Modern Healing book, I have the descriptions on how to do this ancient thing of toning. Ooh, and it's it's it can be quite. Um, a specific, but it's it can take you five ten minutes a day, and and basically what you do is you fill in the cracks in your personality and your health with frequencies. And and here's just an example because people don't think like this. And niacin is a supplement that makes your face flush. Yes. So if I play the frequency associated with niacin, you don't take the supplement. You just <laughs> listen to the sounds. Okay. Your face flushes. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. That's great. That's awesome. You know, again, I got the CD, CD with so, vitamins, so, so, sounds associated with vitamins. You absorb sound. Everything you eat has a certain cycle per second. And if you take a look at the math, like you look at your digestion, you go on PubMed and you get the, the, the chemical formula, biochemical formula for digestion, and if you put in the frequencies of all the things in your body, you'll see it's math and it works out per cycle per second as a sound wave. That's the whole ancient idea. They, they take everything as energy and they see it not through chemistry or biology but through sound wave, wave interference, 
energy mm. interacting energy. And if we could add this to our science, I mean, we would just um, improve our, our abilities um, a million-fold. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Okay. Absolutely. That's, that's and really also, cool. I I do workshops on the voice. Um, again, on my website, I, um, I, I try to remember to list them there and... Um, you know, if you're on my newsletter, um, twice a year I'll list my schedule. I don't like to overwhelm people with my stuff, but I will list my schedule a couple times a year. And I do a lot of workshops on the voice. That's and fantastic. Other things. Other that's things. fantastic. That's that's really cool. That's that's really awesome. Uh, Jill, it's been it's been a pleasure talking with you. And I know there's more things that we we could talk about, and uh, we're we're reaching the the end of our time together, unfortunately. Um, because I because I really like this and I really like what you have to say. It's it's not often that I listen to someone on the radio, and I'm like, huh, that's something I haven't heard before. That's really cool. I'm gonna write this down. I'm gonna find this person, and I'm gonna follow them for a while, and then I'm gonna pursue them and get them, um, and and see if they'll join me on my show because because uh, this this is just fascinating stuff. And there, I, and there are so many applications I think that we can use. And I also agree with you that, you know, when we're looking at this, we want to look at it as a tool that we can use to enhance our life and to to better the world and serve other people and and, and then also realize that they can be used for other purposes and, and be cautious of, of the applications that can be used to manipulate people for mm-hmm. our own gain and mm-hmm. the detriment of other people. And... Um, you know, so I'm thinking of all these different applications. You're thinking, well, what if you want to do this? What if you don't want to do this? And some people might be thinking that, but you know, in, in, in the same token, we have to remember that we want to use this to to enhance our lives and the lives of others, and mm-hmm. uh, and use them in a in a beneficial way. Um, would you mind again? I know we I asked you earlier, but would you mind again just telling us uh, where people can find out more about you if this is very interesting? I know that you've mentioned your book. You've mentioned some. Uh, some audios that you have. Uh, could you just give a, run us through the gamut again of all the things that you have to offer on your website and, and how people can get in touch with you? Well, thank you. Thank you, Victor. Um, it's Um I have a half hour on, of free sound healing music on the homepage. And that gets you a newsletter um, about every two weeks-ish on how to heal with sounds. And my my sound healing music, um, I um, I sometimes hear the beautiful music. It's very um, celestial kind of music. And then I put in tone patterns that they used in antiquity and in um, different spiritual communities where they can see it raise your aura, heal certain things. It's it's very purpose driven. I have um, some free music um, with nature patterns, um, uh, patterns. It it takes too long to describe here, but ancient man used sound for health, healing, intelligence, and emotional well-being. And I put those tones in the background. Then I have um, uh, music on emotional healing. How to get rid of pain? How to get rid of you know you know anger? Pick your different negative emotions. How to do cathartic release and pull that crap out? And then how to build in a virtue? The fastest way to change your personality. I mean, listening. You can throw it in the car when you're driving. How easy is that? That's awesome. And then I have one with vitamins and uh, muscles in your face and neck, 
in collagen. Um, so it's kind of a theme of beauty. Feel beautiful about yourself. Make that your message. And then it certainly starts to uplift your appearance. Um, then I have CDs on meditation. I have ones to go in and teach you how to recognize sounds in your organs and how to start to um, put healing energy through your mastery of your body and conscious intent. Um, the cosmic streams on how to tie in a very powerful chakra energy at your disposal. And one for contacting angels, masters, and guides through sounds. So that and videos, all kinds of articles, um, all kinds of cool stuff at Phil's Wings of Light.com. That's awesome. Jill, this, is, this has been a fantastic and intriguing conversation, and uh, I certainly hope it's not our last because uh, there's a, seems like a, a million. You said you could talk forever on this stuff, and I probably mm-hmm. could ask you questions forever on this stuff. <laughs> so um, I hope this yes. certainly opens up a... Uh, uh, an opportunity for us to, to connect again and, and have another conversation like this in the future so we can we can certainly uh, dive into some things a little bit deeper and uh, maybe maybe uh, get more specific on things and, and just hear what you have to say. I, I think it's fascinating. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Victor. So there you have it. There's the interview. And I hope that you found that interview to be a, a fantastic wealth of information give you some tidbits, give you some advice, some things that you can consider, some things that you can you can think about. Uh, she's a fantastic interview. She's got so much knowledge, and I really look forward to having her on again. And I, and I did ask her if she would join me again on my show sometime, and she said yes. And so sometime late in the summer, early fall, I'll have her on again, and, and we'll dive deeper into some other concepts. But please, I want you to make sure that you stop by her website. It's jillswingsoflight.com and check it out. That's how I found out about Jill. I was listening to a radio interview about Jill and and then I was I heard about her and I thought this is fantastic. Went to her website. I signed up for her newsletter. I get newsletters uh, very regularly. I got the free audios which are fantastic. Just check out her website. She's got so much information. She's got not only access to some healing CDs and books that you can use, but she's got articles, she's got videos, she's got information about some events and workshops that are coming up, and she has paintings and prints, and she has just so much information and so much fantastic value on this website. I really encourage you to check it out and and find out more about Jill and all she has to offer. Thank you so much for joining me today on the show. I really appreciate it. You take care of yourself, and we'll see you next time on the Quantum Communicator Radio. Goodbye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.